across the land, people are gathering. Disturbed people. Demented people. Gathering to discuss films. Disturbed films. Demented films. These people know not what they do. They do not think before they speak. For they are bastards. Daily grindhouse bastards. Giving the opinions no one asked for. Yet demand to know. This is... The Daily Grindhouse presents... No Budget Nightmares. Episode 2, Scarlet Fries Junk Food Portal Fest. studio audience and we're back holy shit man here we go again with another daily grind i I forgot the fucking name uh the daily grindhouse presents no budget nightmares bastard roundtable doug it seems like me and you are the only one doing these things i gotta be honest with you there mo i think that uh this round table is becoming a square table just me and you facing each other. <laughs> oh, man. You know, I don't know. That's kind of gay. It's like we're on a date. Well, speaking of gay, we're going to get into gay today on, uh, <laughs> on the show. That's, that is one of the main themes of uh, the movie that we're going to be talking about today. Well, at least one of the segments, yeah. Indeed. Oh, man. What are you, some kind of homo? I'm offended by what you just said, I'm, and I was offended by the segment, but we'll get into that. We'll get into me being offended in just a little bit. Yeah, so we're talking today about about an anthology film, I guess that's, that's right. the, the appropriate term, called Scarlet Fry's Junk Food Horror Fest. Yeah, and I, you know, I love anthology films. I love the idea of them. I think uh, ev- everyone who's listening to this is probably a fan of The Twilight Zone or, or Alfred Hitchcock Presents. Or, or Creepshow. Or, right, and, and when you're talking about uh, movies, uh, those amicus films from the 70s, like uh, Dr. Kier's House of Horrors, which was a big favorite of mine when I was a kid, and, and things like Tales from the Crypt, the original, the movie, as opposed to the series. Mm. Uh, and the series is great as well. I mean, there's a lot you can do with this format. Yeah, exactly. Um, or if you want to get even uh, with the, the that new release of the the basement, that was an anthology, right? Uh-huh. And I mean, there's a. I will say that uh, from my experience watching a lot of these no budget movies, the anthology format is a really popular way of doing these. And in some ways, I really support that idea because when you when you think about it a collection of directors or maybe a director who can't necessarily uh, sustain 
the the plot of a feature length movie. I mean, we've all seen movies that have been stretched out to interminable lengths. Yeah, we well, just finished talking about one. I we're not talking about hip hop logo. <laughs> that that didn't happen. But this, uh, you know, so there's a uh, there's always the possibility of something really good coming out of that because they can use this sort of these sort of uh, short segments and uh, piece them together, and that way, you know, if there's a part of it that you don't really care for, well, in 10 or 15 or 20 minutes, that's over with, and you can move on to the next one, and hopefully it can bring something, you know, at least one of the segments can bring something worthwhile to the table. Yeah, I love the fact that, I mean, like, short film in and of itself is a generally ignored format. People don't usually bother with with short films. Now, if you take a bunch of those to get and stick them all together, somebody's more likely to to take a look at that and be like, "Oh, look at you know, it's interesting," and I, and I think I think there's a lot of opportunity there for you know, like you said, different directors to come together and uh, and put together you know these anthology films, and it's way more likely that their material will actually get out to an audience. Sure, and and of course, there's also the possibility of, of a thematic similarity between the uh, the the shorts. Uh, I think you mentioned just a moment ago. I mean, that's that's really a lot of interesting things that you could do about it. Maybe put some limitations to the directors, or maybe a a, a certain aspect of the plot that has to be similar about all of them. I watched a uh, different anthology film, which all took place around a ba- basically sort of like a haunted apartment. Mm. That one sucked. <laughs> <laughs> but at least it had some sort of thematic flow to it. And in fact, the, there's an apartment in this in this film that that repeats a few times itself. Yeah. So maybe this is really about a haunted apartment, and we just didn't really catch on to it because, aside from that, there isn't really any sort of thematic continuity to the parts of this nah. anthology. No, it's it's based. Yeah, I mean, like the the junk food horror fest. I mean, first off, I don't get why it's called junk food. Uh, maybe because it's really <clears throat> bad for you. And it's certainly bad to watch. I was going to say, you could take off the for you part. I mean... Yeah, it's just bad, eh? It, uh, <laughs> I, I, maybe because it gives you diabetes to watch it? Uh, <laughs> I, I was jabbing myself with insulin as soon as I finished because I felt I felt really kind of logy and, uh, and lacked energy. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, I was, I was brewing a cup of co- uh, a pot of coffee when, when, when this movie was halfway through. I fell asleep. I, I had to. And now I've watched this. I watched this uh, last year, and hated it. And I thought I never would have to revisit it again. So thank you, Mo. So, <laughs> uh, so I rewatched this uh, yesterday, and I could not get all the way through it. Now let's 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 uh, let's repeat the name again. It's Scarlet Fry's Junk Food Horror Fest. Yeah. Uh, and Scarlet Fry in this case is sort of like a horror host, uh, crypt keeper type character, and he introduces the segments of the film itself. He's like a hillbilly demon. He's like a hillbilly demon. Doesn't we don't get any background or anything like that? He's just a hillbilly demon. I'm the sick and twisted Scarlet Fry. At least that's what people tell me. I don't see it though. Anyway, I'm here to tell you six twisted tales that are gonna turn your stomach and send you crying for your mama. Who says? fucking stupid things. I mean, like, they're not funny or interesting, but that's sort of, I guess, a horror host tradition to say kind of goofy things. These are less interesting than that. Yeah, but the thing is, is like, you know, with the with the horror host tradition is you're supposed to say things that are, like, punny. Right. You know, and just, just enough on this side of humorous that you can get a chuckle out of the audience. You're not, I mean, like, I think the idea is that you're not supposed to you know, usurp the throne of the movie itself, so to speak. 
you know, and, and and you can certainly look at like, you know, Elvira. Hello again, it's me, 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 the queen of the bees, who's always ready to please, Elvira, mistress of the dark. You know, it sure ain't easy for great movies to show with you here on Midnight Madness. That's why I don't. I figure, why bend over backwards for a movie when I can please many more people just by bending over forwards? Or like Zachary, who would, you know, who did a really great job in, you know, in keeping the film going without actually taking away from the film itself. Hey, uh, speaking of new and wonderful things, uh, we have this evening a premiere. <laughs> Isn't that grand? This thing's called the. Uh... Oh dear, I've done it again here. Uh, the man, uh, the man who lived twice. The man who lived twice. And this is a grand old story about uh, changing your personality and so on, that sort of thing. And uh, it's most, yes, yes, I know. It's just grand to have these new ones here. And uh, it's a rare occasion these days. Now, of course, I want to, uh, providing the dear little woman that doesn't uh, get in my way here, I'm going to go on to this thing while you're recovering from the shock of the new film. You know, like the spotlight, they understand, the spotlight's on the movie, it's not on them. They, they keep the movie going. And part of it is about breaking the tension a little bit as exactly. well, Exactly. Right? Exactly. Uh, so, I mean, if you're, if you're talking about traditional horror hosts, then they would break in at, at you know before commercial breaks and things like that, yeah. and then they would do, like you said, very pun-based, very kind of goofy, uh, with a lot of, of, of kind of bad effects, just to kind of provide a counterpoint to everything. Yeah, yeah, Scarlet Fry doesn't do that at all. No, except there's a part where he tells a story about, I guess, throwing his wife down a well, and then he goes, oh, well, you know, every relationship has its problems. Take my wife, for example. She used to drive me up the motherfucking wall until one day I just knocked her in the well. I tried to save her. Oh, well. Get it? Oh, well. <laughs> and that's about it. That's the joke, the yeah. That's, that's the whole joke. Due to the audience laughing at that joke, the Dark Lord Satan has decided that they were no longer worthy of life and unceremoniously had them murdered. We now return you to your program. I mean, like, he uses he uses the punchline, like, in the joke. I threw my wife down a well. Oh, well, really? Come on! It's so bad, I was almost amused by how fucking stupid it was. Well, I, I kind of enjoyed that part, but that's 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 the only way you could enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I had a good chuckle at the fact that, like, he had the balls to actually say that joke. But at the same time, it wasn't, it, it, it was awful. It yeah. really made me mad. Well, let's uh, let's give an indication of, of what the structure of this anthology is. Now, I would say traditionally, and and maybe this is just from my experience, when you talk about an anthology film, the anthology pieces usually are about twenty minutes long, almost almost I guess like a TV episode type length. Yeah. Uh, so you know, because you, you got to be able to tell a story in it. Well, in Scarlet Fry's Junk Food Horror Fest, uh, the the segments are less than ten minutes each. There's six of them. With these introductory segments, with another piece that we'll talk about as well, and that the whole thing is only sixty-six minutes long. Yeah, yes, yeah. Somehow, it, somehow they managed to cram in into this sixty-six minutes. You know, yeah, all of the segments, the intro piece, and these interstitials. It's really bad. Yeah, and and even worse because when you're watching it, you get to the end and the credits start to roll. And I don't want to be a spoiler once again, just like I was last time. But uh, then the, the credits stop and they're interrupted, and you get a little special bonus segment that uh, that stretches the movie just to its sixty minutes. Oh, hold on a second. 
I think I got another tidbit of tear for you. You know, uh, that, that extra special bonus section, like, it, it could have been hardcore pornography, and it still wouldn't have made this movie redeemable. Oh, I I think I may have cried the first time that I saw it. And, and and I was like, yes, I made it to the end. It's like it's like making it through some sort of a vicious house assault. Someone coming at you, and you made it all the way through the night, and then the credits start, and then they take it away. I will never forgive this movie for that. Well, and, you, you you sort of you sort of feel like the black guy in in Night of the Living Dead. You get right. you get all the way to the end of the movie, you think you're out, and then some white dude shoots you in the head. Some fucking redneck blasted <laughs> me in the head, and and that's who Scarlet Fry is. So I, I'm not I'm not a big fan of this movie or this character. Now, I do want to mention as well, before the whole movie starts, there is a wraparound segment to the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And unlike any of the other movies I get to watch usually, this has a celebrity in it. Ooh. Yeah, it does. It has Alice Cooper's daughter in it, Calico Cooper. I think that's how it's pronounced, like the cat. Yeah. Uh, and and she plays a junkie. Plays? Yeah, she, she plays a junkie. We're not. We are not accusing Alice Cooper's daughter of being a junkie. Just want to make course, that very clear. Of course not. She, she just looks like a junkie. <laughs> she so plays. She, she plays the part well. That's right. That's right. She, she's not a junkie. She just plays one of the movies, and she goes out to buy some heroin. And the guy passes her a paper bag, and inside of it is a VHS tape, just like what you love. You love your VHS tapes. I got so excited when she when she pulls out that VHS tape, and I'm like, "Yeah, this is a movie about VHS." You know, be, be still in my heart. I, I was watching, and I was thinking, I bet Mo would actually prefer a VHS tape to some sweet heroin. Me, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't probably. Yeah. I don't think. But VHS is my heroine. That's right. Unfortunately, the movie that she has to watch is this one, yeah. um, which is worse than than the worst kind of drug you could probably take. But yeah, she gets this VHS tape, you know, and, and then proceeds to bash in the head of uh, of the guy who she got it from <laughs> with a, with a crowbar that just happened to be laying there. Right, and and you know, her reaction is then to. Uh, walk over to a friend's house. Covered uh, in blood. And, and covered in blood and say, hey, do you want to watch a movie? Hey, want to watch a movie? I guess I got some spare time. Let's go. So they sit down and they watch this movie. Yeah, they pop you know? in They pop in the tape. It's very meta you know, when you think about it because you're watching the movie that they're watching. And well, really, who who are the real demons? I think it's us. I think, I think we're the enemy. We'll turn in our third eye and look into our own souls. That's you know what I, I you just blew me away. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I can wax philosophic. <laughs> well, let's kind of compress our philosophical yearnings for a moment, and let's talk about the individual segments, the six segments that make up this movie. Here, I, uh, here, I've got a, I've got a good way that I can suppress my philosophical leanings. There we go. Ah, oh, perfect. <laughs> you didn't say we were allowed to drink while we were doing this. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> I'll pause right now. So, uh, so you'll be getting my unfiltered uh, opinions of this fucking shitty movie that I hate oh so very much. Um, actually, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. This is your filtered. <laughs> yeah, this is filtered. This is. Wow. Me. I'm holding back right now. We'll see how held back I am by the end. Uh. So, uh, talking about these segments shouldn't take that long, because like I said, they're less than ten minutes each. Like, nothing happens in them. I bet you we could talk about the first segment in under a minute. 
All right. Well, you count down, and I'll start describing what it is, and we'll see how long it takes. All right. Okay. So I'll, 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 I'll tell you. I'll tell you when to start. Okay. All right. Uh huh. Start in three, two, one, go. A fat guy eats somebody. Nice. <laughs> the end. <laughs> and that's the whole, that is it. The first thing on the menu today is about a man who will go to any lengths to fill his belly. What? That's a it. Fat guy, and he's in his apartment, and he opens up a fridge, and it's empty, and he looks surprised, like he wouldn't know that there was nothing at all in his fridge. No, he. And... No, no, no. As a fat guy, I can tell you that that's just food depression. <laughs> like basically, like like anytime you finish eating, like you get this deep, profound depression. And every time you open a fridge and there's nothing in it, it's just depressing. Well, he, he, he goes down to the laundromat or, like, the laundry room in his apartment complex yep. uh, because he sees a, a woman going in there, and he has a little conversation with her. And then he invites her up for lunch, even though he just met her, and she goes. Yeah. What is wrong with this? They had this conversation, and I know we're now we're going into the de- to the plot a little bit uh, more detailed, but it's all dubbed because they're in a laundromat. <laughs> you're in a laundromat, and you can't film in a laundromat. <laughs> so all the dialogue is like, "Hey, where are you from? Would you like to come up and have lunch?" And I mean, it is what hilarious. are you, what <laughs> are you having for lunch? <laughs> I'm about to have some food. Would you like to come up? Yes, I would like to come up to your apartment for lunch. Shit, I don't have soap. Hey, can I borrow your soap? Yeah, sure. Thanks. No problem. Hey, I've never seen you around here. You new in town? Yeah, I just moved here. Right on, where from? California. Thanks. And she does, she follows this this guy who looks like a serial killer he, up to his apartment. You know, I, got, I gotta tell you, he, he looks like me. <laughs> I think I just said that, Mo. Oh, uh, you son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> zing. But, yes. uh, and then, of course, he strangles her, or actually, he, he just throws her onto a table, chops her up, and eats her, and that's it. That's the whole thing. This bitch tastes like shit. Can I can I make a little uh, aside for a moment here? Please. I, I want to correct myself. The guy, just in case anybody decides if they want to if they want to know what I look like, that they're going to go get this stupid movie and watch it. <laughs> I do not look like that guy. <laughs> that guy is a good 150 pounds heavier than me. And also, and, also Mo, I, I do hope that if you wear a similar type of clothing to this gentleman, that they have less holes in them. <laughs> actually, you know, I hate to I hate to tell you, uh, I do have one undershirt like that that does ha- that has holes in it that are about three. Three times bigger. <laughs> but we're, I, we're, we're reaching out to the bear market here today. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, yeah, the big, the big hairy men. You know, <laughs> yeah, they, they, oh, they love me to begin with. Great.
Sid, well, well, if they're looking for a podcast to listen to, because I know that's that's what they go for. This is it. This is the one. Welcome to the Bear Review. Uh, we got all your bear news here in the in the studio today. We got our bear co-host, uh, Mr. Doug Tilly. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very. <laughs> anyway, we're getting slightly off topic. Seriously. Uh, so let's talk about the second segment, because that's all you can really say about that first segment. The yeah. guy eats the person, and it's all rubber limbs, and that's the whole thing outside. I think this bitch tastes pretty damn good, if you ask me. If that, if that, if that skit, or that, if that segment was a video game, it would be all over the web complaints about it being uh, that it's only a tech demo. Like, that's right. all that video game... That's a video game. Listen to me. That's all that segment is. It's a tech demo in blood effects and not even good blood effects. Like, it's really obvious that a lot of the the, the blood that they used was basically... And then at the end, when they... when they I don't know if you if you watched, like, the parts where there's, like, the... The, um, the outtakes parts. No, I didn't get to see the outtakes. Oh, well, lucky you. You know, it basically, it basically proves my theory that they're basically just pouring, you know, fake blood out of a bottle. Like, you know, like, there's no attempt to make it look like a splatter pattern at all. It's just basically just, like, a pool of blood, like, just poured on somebody. You know, Mo, I make I made kind of veiled references to the movie that I worked on a few years ago. And one of the things that this reminded me of is that we were filming and it went into October, where we are right now. Mm. And as the Halloween props started to appear in different uh, stores, we started buying them all up because we were so cheap. Yeah. Uh, and that's the kind of, I mean, we're, we're talking about him gnawing on a limb. It's basically a rubber Halloween arm. Yeah. Right? I mean, it, there's nothing to it. Yeah, exactly. Boy. So, <laughs> let's go, let's go to, let's go to segment two. Let's stop yeah, with this. Please, let's with, talk about, that one, we've talked about it longer than that segment. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Actually, there's one more thing I wanted to mention. I love, I love the fact that the, uh, the girl, is basically like it's really obvious that she's wearing a shirt for one of like the sponsors of the movie, like what somebody who puts some money towards the movie, uh, because like every time there's an opportunity, like she turns her back to the camera, and you can just see like the landscaping company or whatever it was, you know, like the logo on the back of the shirt, just plain that as is day. Some misdirected sponsorship, right there. Seriously, <laughs> at the next company meeting, hey, let's watch the segment which features our company. <laughs> Wait, what? a fat guy. <laughs> Just what we always wanted. Fat okay. guys don't sell. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, the the second uh, segment, which is called the solution. Anyway, that brings us to our next tale, sick little love story. I likes to call solution. That's what it's called. Yeah. Uh, this one I could probably describe in even less words than before, uh, but let's hear you describe it this time. This is my least favorite. I'm just, I'm just, I'm gonna say that first. This oh, is this... high five, Mo. Mine too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Internet high fives. That was a long distance high five. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Basically, it's a nurse walking an old guy who basically, like, it's an old guy who doesn't even look as good as like Johnny Knoxville or Spike Jones when they get dressed <laughs> up as old guys. You know, she feeds him some pudding or yogurt or whatever, and then he gets shot by some guy with a sniper rifle. Yeah, that's it. That's what happened. Yeah, that's the entire thing. I mean, it's, that's the entire. It's in black and white, and it's so in black it's, and white. Yeah, for, for no discernible reason, is it in black and white? But it's in black and white. And after the guy gets shot, she jumps for joy and she and starts dancing, dancing. Yeah, dancing around like an idiot, and then she runs off with the guy, and that is the whole segment. And it's also this this segment. 
could not even be described as a, well a horror show. It, it couldn't be described as horrific. There's nothing to it. Yeah. This is this part's getting. It just makes me really depressed to think about that someone decided that that was quality enough to fit into this movie. Well, my guess is that is that he didn't have enough to work with. You know, like he like he was having trouble. This is the story I built in my head, by the way. Is that is that he was having trouble meeting his sixty six minute quota, and uh, and he's like, you know what? I'm just I, like I've got fifty seven minutes. I'm just gonna toss in like a six or seven minute scene of a woman walking an old guy and he gets shot. How about that? Right yeah. there you go. And 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 we'll make it look a little bit different from the rest of it by tossing it in black and white. We'll make it black and, and white. It'll be classy. It'll be classy. Yeah, it's such a classy segment. Um, yeah, no, that that sucks. It's, it's awful. So it, that's two for two in terms of awful. We should have had some sort of rating system, but I can tell you before we even get to the end that of the six segments, all six are terrible. So, <laughs> but that was the worst of the terrible. That was the segment. worst. I mean, if we're if we're doing if we're doing a zero through five rating system, the first segment would I mean because at least has a kind of a funny looking fat guy it would be like a two. That's um, it. That's all it takes for me. Funny yeah, fat guy. That's a two. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I tweeted, like I was live tweeting it while I was watching it. Um, granted, most of the tweets just read bored, but when I saw the fat guy, I got excited. Like it was that—that that was two good things for me back back to back. I saw the VHS tape, and then I saw a fat guy, and I'm like, you know what? If you put a VHS tape and a fat guy in a movie, I'm happy. And like I started tweeting about how much I love fat guys in movies. And I started talking about uh, Troma's use of Joe Flyshaker. You know, and I was going on and on about it, and then I watched the rest of that skit, and and then I watched this skit, and then I stopped tweeting. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, I think anyone listening to this right now knows the secret to getting a positive review from Mo, and that's to have a fat guy eating a VHS tape. No, 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 no. I would, I would never, I would never want the wanton destruction of a video of a VHS tape. Maybe he could eat a DVD perfect. while looking lovingly at a VHS tape. That's perfect. Print. <laughs> Cut. Make it print. Make it happen, Hollywood. All right, so the next segment is, uh, even though that second segment was my least favorite, the one I was most offended by and the one that I think we need to talk about is this, the third one because it really, I really hate this segment. Th- this segment was the only, wh- what was it called? Oh, it was called fucking Planks. Called grip Tape Spank. Yeah, Grip Tape Spank. Well, those two make a good damn couple, don't they? I guess they're going to give new meaning till death do us part. Shit, that old man was going to die soon anyway. It's pretty sad when someone gets paid to take care of you and doesn't even want you around. <laughs> Help! Whoa there, little girl. What are you doing out here in this neck of the woods? I got in an accident. I need a doctor. Uh, that's a little more than an accident, little girl. I'm telling you, the razor slipped. Do you know where there's a hospital? All right, calm down. Don't get your panties all up in the bunch. I don't know how the hell you got out here, but there's a hospital right over that ridge over yonder. Well, I got some business to attend to, so why don't you watch this movie about some young skater punks? <sighs> yeah, this is this. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I would necessarily. I mean, I guess I. Yeah, I guess it's a. It's. I mean, it is offensive. I wouldn't say that I was offended by it, but I would say it is offensive. I'm um, easily offended, Mo. I'm. I'm a dainty young man, so <laughs> it, it really bothers me. 
okay, let's explain why it might be offensive to some and why it legitimately is offensive to me. And I'll actually oh, no, no, it's, it's, yeah, yeah, I mean, no, no, it's legitimately offensive and should be legitimately offensive to everyone, but, like, me, I'm so bad when it comes to this shit. Like, it takes a, it takes way more than that to offend me. But, I mean, I could definitely understand, like, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not lacking in empathy. I mean, I completely understand why somebody would be offended by it. I'm just saying I personally wasn't. But yeah, let's get into the let's get into the the the, the uh, well, we'll say the the guts. Uh, uh, let's uh, talk. Let's talk about the guts of this horrible segment. It's about these three skater dudes. Yeah, and, man. And you can tell that they're skater dudes because they talk like skaters, man. Cowabunga <laughs> and whatnot. Uh, and they're really interested in buying some pot. What's up, man? You haven't skated all day. I can't skate unless I'm stoned. We need to get some fucking bud, man. Maybe Donnie will have some bud if he ever fucking shows up. That doesn't help me now. Besides, where the fuck is he? Yeah, man, I can't, I can't, I can't skate unless I'm high. Yeah, they can't skate unless they're high. And then he proceeds to skate. Yeah, they skate all over the place. Uh, <laughs> and, and in fact, they talk about buying weed like it's this magical, weird thing that they can't really understand. It seems like it was written by someone who actually hasn't ever done that before. Uh, yeah. Just the way they talk about it. Uh, so they need to get some money so they can buy some pot, so they can do some uh, wicked grinds or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, l- l- let me just say, I do not smoke pot, and I could, and I could probably find somebody some weed in like a minute and a half. Sure. It's, it's. I mean, like these guys must live in like the middle of nowhere. And you know what? And that's even that's even saying it wrong because even because in the middle of nowhere you can find it easier than in the city. That's that's absolutely true. Because that's I all guess, they have. I think they're spending too much time gleaming the queue, <laughs> not enough time working and getting money so they can buy their much needed pot. Um, <laughs> so so they go. They one of the, the the these gentlemen named Donnie. I remember this. He wow, says I'm surprised you remember the friends. names. Yeah, I know. It's Donnie. He's the leader of this gang. <laughs> and he tells his friends, I know a great way to make some money so we can get some pot. And what he does is he takes them to a parking garage where there is a ridiculous gay stereotype. Are you guys going to sit here and bicker like fucking housewives all day? Or do you ballerinas want to get on with this shit? <laughs> Just is hanging around. He's got his uh, hair. His hair is in pigtails. Yeah, really, um, really bad pigtails. Really he's, bad pigtails, wearing a short jean shorts, belly top. He's got like an eight o'clock shadow. Yes, uh, <laughs> and and he tells them that if they spank him with their skateboards, that he will pay them money. He'll ten, give them money for spanking him because uh, this is called grip tape spank. Ten dollars each. Ten dollars each, which I have to be honest with you. I would do it. I don't give a shit. Are you kidding me? Ten bucks for to spank a guy for ten minutes? No problem. No, that's, that's a dollar a minute. Hey, that's that's a great deal. Uh, <laughs> Ten bucks each, right? Same as always, bitch. Ten bucks a piece to make my ass blood fucking Come on, let's go. But, uh, so they do it, and uh, they're reluctant. Uh, at least the two friends are. Donnie doesn't seem too bothered by it. Hey, fuck you, man. What the fuck is this shit, Donnie? Yeah. And, and they spank this guy. Oh, by the way, he pulls down his jean shorts to show that he's wearing women's panties. Yeah. You know, it, like, if you, uh, you as in the listening audience, decides they want to watch the trailer for this pile of shit, uh, it, yeah, they show it in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. So, you, so you'll know what, what to expect. Lucky you. So they spank him and... Come on, man. Oh, God. 
Oh man, there is nothing I love more than the feeling of cold grip tape against my hot buns. Yeah! Give it to me right, big boy. Come on, you know you wanna. You know you wanna. Oh, fucking A. Fucking motherfucking A. Yeah. So fuck that, I ain't a faggot. Yeah, fuck that, man. Dude, you guys want to sack your mind? This is money. Show me your fucking ass. I'm gonna hit any man's ass with my board. Alright. Oh, yeah. Ooh, you got a nice technique, boy. Now, just rub my ass with the board. Rub my ass with the board. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good job. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the skull. That is the skull. Fuck, I can't do this shit anymore. Blake, you're up. Get fucking done with me. I just forget I even saw this shit. Come on, come on. Oh my, oh my god. You're not like the sissy boys. Oh yeah, you really know what you're doing. Oh yeah. Oh. Uh, that's enough, man. Just, just give me my cash. You want your cash? You got your cash. <laughs> yeah. Come on, guys. Let's get the fuck out of here. You fellas want the rest of it? <laughs> then they all go to Donnie's house, a pretty nice looking apartment, where his girlfriend proceeds to emasculate him. You fucking queen, I thought I was with a man, not a little faggot. Hey babe, it's easy money. And his friends are even worse, they call him all sorts of names that you can probably guess. How the fuck did you meet that guy, Donnie? What do you suck his cock too? <laughs> <laughs> Well, one day I was at the parking garage practicing rails, and some guy came up to me and asked if I wanted some cash. I said, fuck it. It's easy money, right? Man, I don't care what you call it. It's fucking gay. Yeah, man, that's fucking way gay. Yo, Blake, it's getting late. Let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> Maybe you could say the mo, uh, since... Uh, since I'm not comfortable with it because I'm such a sensitive soul. <laughs> oh, you mean like fag and homo yes. and yeah. She says, I thought I was with a man, not a little faggot. Are y'all just a bunch of fucking faggots? That's what she says yeah. to this guy. And he, he does not respond well. And in fact, his friends who would spend the entire day getting weed money, they, they pack a, a pipe and then they smoke for 30 seconds and then they leave because they don't want to spend time with them. <laughs> Even though they spank the guy too. I know, yeah, that's the best part. Maybe easy money, but it's fucking gay, dude. You guys fucking did it too. They're, they're so, you know, it's getting really late, dude. <laughs> we, yeah. we should get out of here. Like, that was the actual line. If you look out the window, it's like, it's like the middle of the day. It's bright out. And, and, and that, that's actually confirmed by the fact that Donnie immediately goes for a nap. He just uh, his, his girlfriend walks out of the room, and he turns around on the couch, and he falls asleep, <laughs> and he has a dream where everyone is making fun of him. Yeah, well, basically, yeah, it's, 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 um, if I remember the dream right, because this is really the only skit I remember a, a lot about, maybe, maybe I was offended by it, I don't know, but, uh, but yeah, in his dream, in his daydream, he, yeah, his friends are pointing and laughing, you know, they don't, I don't think they actually say anything, they're just pointing and laughing at him, but then, but then, like, in between all of that, like, because you got to remember that these, that, that, uh, or you have to know, I should say, 
that they show, you know, basically it's like a layered shot. Like there's layers and right. So on the very bottom, it's him on the couch sleeping. And then the next layer on top, you know, pressed on top of that is one of his friends laughing. Then the next layer is his other friend laughing. And, uh, and then the final layer is like his girlfriend every now and again, popping up and like pointing at him and calling him a, like, a really terrible name. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, his response to this, uh, which I think we can both agree, it, it might be unnecessarily violent. Shut up, dude. Oh, I was uh, going to say it's completely rational. Maybe. Maybe, <laughs> no. maybe in your twisted brain. Ugh, please. No. Even in my twisted brain, this is a <laughs> stupid, I mean, childish thing to, to do. He gets up, he takes his skateboard, and he nails... Uh, nails into it, uh, so he basically. Has well, he doesn't want to ruin. He doesn't want to ruin the skateboard he rides, so he right. takes one of his extra decks. Right, of course, because he has an extra deck when he's not gleaming the cube. <laughs> and so he takes this uh, this nail board, and he goes to this gay guy, and he murders him with it. Oh, Donnie, back again so soon? Yeah, he murders him by spanking him to death. Yep, uh, and it's awful. I got something for you. And unnecessary. I think the most unnecessary part of that entire section, though, like it went after he, you know, after he spanks him and then he falls to the ground. And he's beating him with the with the board while he's on the ground. Then they then they do that close up cut yeah. to yeah. to like the raw meat like, hanging out of this dude's, like, G-string. And it's like, yeah. fuck. To those listening right now, does this sound like something you want to see? Yeah, seriously. Maybe? I mean... I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe if you're, like, you know, a self-loathing gay, maybe you might want to watch this. But let, me even... tell, let me tell you something, Mo. The first time I watched this, as I was watching it, I thought that there might have been another layer going on. I see. I was. That's what I was kind of thinking. Like I was thinking that Donnie would go back after all of this. Like he'd go back and he'd kill his girlfriend, which is, of course is what he d- does. And right. then, and then he would realize he's gay. Right. Right. The idea is that he he is he's closeted and yeah. he's unable to deal with his own feelings. I was and, thinking the same thing. Like that he was that he was going to make a huge revelation. I will say that it's still possible that there was that thought process going on and in fact what i'm going to to say now is is hearsay to some extent okay uh uh, and so everyone prepare your ears the the director of this movie um he later made a movie called nightmare alley now i haven't seen this i've only read about this Uh but there's a segment in this where someone is at a bus stop and he's propositioned by a homosexual and then he responds by Murdering this guy, mm. and that's the whole segment. So, are you, uh, so are you making the slanderous comment that you think that <laughs> that the director of this film might be secretly gay himself? Uh, I'm not making that slanderous <laughs> comment. Though it does make you think, uh, I am saying that the director might want to take those two segments together and think about what a person might interpret from those two segments. Oh, without a doubt, about him, and maybe even about how he feels towards a certain segment of our population and how it makes me feel. I think he should be most concerned about how I feel about it, Mm. Uh, that I think that he's probably... All I can really say is that he's a shitty director and he makes an awful... This is an awful movie that he made. But uh, I can't say any more than that, but he's probably a real piece of shit, too. 
I do want to I do want to make one more comment before we move on to the next segment that I that I what one part that I did I, I hate to admit that I did actually find this kind of funny just because it's so juvenile and I get such a kick out of horrible juvenile shit I know this is going to be already but okay <laughs> when he when they pay the drug dealer a very attractive drug dealer yeah really hot like I I don't I mean I know a couple of drug dealers I don't know any drug dealers that hot no. But uh, but but yeah. So they pay the drug dealer, and the first time they go to spank the uh, the uh, I'll, I'll just call him a, the stereotype. The, the first time they go to spank him, he sticks one of the bills up his g string, and the guy has to you know has to like pr- you know pretend he does, he's not enjoying it and grab it out of his thing, you know. And they pay they so they pay the uh, the the drug dealer. And she opens up the bills, and it's like one of the bills is just bloody, and she goes, "And what's this? <laughs> Shit!" <laughs> What the fuck? Is this blood? And shit? Hey, get back here, you fucking homo! We are children for laughing at yeah, this. Yeah, it's funnier to hear you talk about it than it is to watch. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, see, see, and here's my problem, and this is apparently what I have a talent for, is making shitty, shitty things sound funny. <laughs> this movie is not funny. It's uh, or that that scene in particular is not funny. I found it funny because I'm a retard. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, you uh, know what? Let me, well, actually, let me... I have a challenge for you now, Mo, Ruh-roh. because I want you to describe the plot of the next segment called Wasted Life. I can't. In a way in a way that's hilarious. I want to hear how funny it is. I can't. That's the one I fell asleep through. Oh, I feel... <laughs> that's, the, I mean, that's the one where the dude slices his own wrist, right? Whoa, I didn't see you there. Well, looks like that guy really got it in the end, didn't he? <laughs> Sometimes a man just gets lonely. I can understand. Sometimes when I'm up here in the middle of the woods, my mind plays tricks on me. What was that? Oh, it's just those damn trees again. Sometimes I feel like they're closing in on me. You know, these woods are filled with crazy people. Which brings me to my next tale I like to call Wasted Life. That's all. That's, well, you just did it. You just described the whole Oh, plot. okay, perfect. It's just a guy uh, played by the director, which it's got, a, there's layers upon layers, and it rhymes, and all the pieces rhyme together. <laughs> uh, and, and he's in the same apartment, by the way, as the yep. guy, in the, the, the fat guy. That's what we're going to describe him as. I That's what he is. He's the fat guy. I mean, you, I guess you could call him the butcher. But fuck that. He's the fat guy. Well, fatty. Shut up, dude. Lived in this apartment, too. Uh, and <laughs> El Porco. <laughs> I, I feel bad. But anyway. Jesus so Christ. We are childish. He, uh, he writes a little uh, note, and then he goes into a bathtub, and he kills himself. He slits his wrists, and that's. The whole segment. Do they show what he says on the note? Because, like I said, I, I mean, I'm not joking when I said I fell asleep during this segment. So uh, I don't think that they do. I don't think you can see what he's actually writing. Oh, so I, it's not like, dear world, I'm so sorry that I'm secretly a closeted homosexual and that I have to poke fun at them in order to get my jollies off. I'll have to go back frame by frame just to be sure. <laughs> uh, but I don't think that that's what was happening. I'll, fact, be, I'll be hearing from his lawyer. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I guarantee that... Whatever he was writing on it was pleasant, beautiful poetry that we, we are lesser people for not having seen it. Mm. Um, so that's it. There's all this like thrash metal playing in the background, and he goes into a bathtub, and he slits his wrists, and that's the whole thing. There's nothing to it. 
I don't mean there's nothing to killing yourself. It probably is actually a lot of work. But this guy did nothing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had, you know, be, and because I can't help but make everything about me, I had an idea once, and um, and I know other people have done this, but, I, but you know, like, I, before I really got into film, I was big into photography, and uh, I had I had a really great idea that I was going to do, like, a case study in death and try to, like, you know, and try to do, like, try to try to snap pictures of people in like suicide positions so to speak you know and have my friend who does like you know makeup effects for movies and stuff have her come and uh do up the bodies and make them look like corpses and you know and just have fun with it you know how you know how fun suicide is <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and you know and that was that was gonna be my idea i was gonna i was gonna call it uh you know a very original title i was gonna call it memento mori and uh you know and 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 see and and have fun with it yeah, Mo, it never that idea, it sounds interesting. It sounds artful, tasteful <laughs> even. I think it would actually be fascinating to see the final result. Yeah. But it is everything that that segment was not. Exactly, exactly. But that's what I, but that, that and that was actually the whole point of me bringing it up was the <laughs> fact that like this, you know, fat schlub from fucking Connecticut can, you know, can have these artful ideas with minimal thought. And like this guy probably put a lot of work into that into that skit for, for essentially nothing. <laughs> how how dare you criticize what must have been a very this is a passion project? Ah uh, yes yes. Let, let's let's oh well because that segment sucks and it's <laughs> boring. It's so boring it put you to sleep. And that says something considering what you had already had to sit through. Yeah. Um, the next segment is actually I have, I do have to say the final two segments. I think are an improvement on the rest of the film. I'm trying to remember Shit. what they were. Well, let me tell you the, the next one. It's the devil made me do it. And that's oh, yeah, like, yeah. Okay. Well, I guess that's one way to solve your problems. Of course, I'd never take the pussy way out. I prefer a homicidal rampage to solve my problems. <laughs> Shit, another one got loose. She ain't gonna get away today. Well, why clean up this mess? Here's a little tale about how a man's chosen faith can sometimes turn on him, and a tale I like to call, The Devil Made Me Do It. In this case, uh, it's all about a woman who uh, comes home to find that her boyfriend is performing a satanic ritual on the floor, and she's really upset about it. It's ruining the carpeting. De Marcos deliver us. De Marcos deliver us. pissed off because he's like dripping blood around into like a pentagram and he's lighting candles and she goes ahead and does what I think is the funniest moment of this entire movie. She goes into her bedroom and she picks up a phone and just starts to dial. It, it looks like she's not even like paying attention to what she's dialing. Yep. And then she just starts to talk. And at first it seems like she's talking to herself yeah. because she has her eyes closed and she's like, I can't take it anymore. I can't take it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. And then she just hangs up the phone. <laughs> There's no indication she was ever talking to anybody. Yep. There's no hello or goodbye. It's just uh, talk and hang up and I die. I can't do this anymore. I can't take it anymore. No, it just I just can't handle this anymore. He came he came home and I just 
know. I, I, I know what I have to do. Yeah, this yeah this was definitely the most unintentionally funny skit in the in the in the film. We haven't really talked about it, but the acting is bad right across the board. But there's been really no reason, except for the 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 grip tape spank segment. There's no reason for there to be much acting or interaction between people. Yeah. Now the acting in that segment was shit. The acting in this segment is even worse, which actually serves to make it a little bit more amusing to watch. <laughs> so so she puts down the phone and she looks over and the drawer in front of her is open and there's a gun in it yeah well i mean it doesn't your drawer have a gun in it (laughs) and she just leaves it open just for these sorts of situations so she takes the gun and she does because she can't handle it anymore as she just explained on the phone she goes out and she shoots the guy in the head oh yeah she just kills him very rational response um, clearly, yeah. clearly, this has been an ongoing issue. <laughs> you know, they I mean, they argued about it, so clearly, we know they spent a lot of time <laughs> arguing about this this particular thing. It's like, you know, it's like, honey, how many times do I have to tell you sp- spilling your blood on the floor makes it hard to clean up? I mean, it. it, it we don't get any indication that there's any sort of backstory to it. The, the idea is that she comes home and she's just like. I thought we had talked about this. Yeah, it's like, you're doing this again? <laughs> yeah, it's it's awful. So she shoots him, and because this is only a ten-minute segment, uh, she immediately starts to see him in, like, mirrors and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, there's and, no time for the tension to build. <laughs> right, right, right. It's just immediately, the first mirror she looks into, he's there behind her, and then she's like, oh! <gasps> and she does what any rational human being would do after you just killed somebody, after you just saw uh, his his vision in a mirror, she, she decides takes a to shower. take a shower. <laughs> she takes a shower. She takes a shower, and then, and I mean, I understand the elements that it takes to make an exploitation movie, or, you know, even with an independent movie like this, uh, that, that you're going to want some measure of nudity. Or well, certainly violence, but but nudity would be a nice thing if you could toss it in. Yeah, but but in that but in that particular scene, like, aren't there no tits? There's no tits. Yeah. Good, Mo. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> there are no tits. In fact, she gets out of the shower and puts a towel around herself, and then she puts puts the her shirt on. on. Yeah. She puts like a nightgown over her while she's wearing the towel. It it's. The, I mean, I try not to look at naked people because I'm a like I'm a gentleman, like I said before. But I'm pretty sure that's not how someone dresses themselves after taking a shower. The- I don't know. I only take baths. But, uh... <laughs> Man, you must stink. Yeah, well, I'm I'm in Canada. <laughs> it's a very European way of thinking. So uh, anyway, the, there's no exciting climax or twist or anything like that. The yeah, I know. Just, I was masturbating was like, the whole time. I didn't finish. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, just, <laughs> he comes out and he bites her for some reason. I guess he's a vampire now. And yeah, we forgot to, we forgot to mention that while she's in the shower, he comes back from the dead. He comes back from the dead. So we are meant, I guess, to think that when she saw him in the mirror, that wasn't actually him. That was just her going crazy, which doesn't matter because he did come back from the dead. So it was a legitimate concern that she had. Yeah. So he gets he, he gets up and he bites her on the neck and. She falls down, and he just starts to yank out her guts. Yep. And he pulls out her guts, and it shows a close-up of her face spinning up, giving the indication that she's still alive. And then it cuts to the wide angle, and she's not moving anymore, probably because he has a bunch of her guts in his hands. Have um Have you ever tried to rip open somebody's midsection 
like it's not easy, you know. I mean, as as a former serial killer, I can tell you that you know, like I mean, you can get that you, even if you slice it open with a knife and you try to rip it open, it's really hard. Mo, I've only ever cut <laughs> a person's skull, so I can't give you any confirmation on that. But it 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 did look very easy what he was doing. In fact, uh, it also looked like he was very uncomfortable with the idea of pulling out his guts because he did it very gingerly. Uh, <laughs> he was like he was very squeamish about the idea of these chitlins. You know that he had to pull. Out. Like, bleh, bleh. <laughs> changed his mind about halfway through. So why am I doing this? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> why do I have her guts in my hands? Uh, excuse me, excuse me, uh, director, sir. Um, What's my motivation here? <laughs> it's like, uh, uh, can we just can we skip over the guts? I mean, can I just like stab her or something? And, 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 uh, this is now the point where the the credits start to roll. Uh, the movie is, for all intents and purposes, <clears throat> over. I was happy. I was relieved because, uh, despite the fact that I knew at that point that I was going to write about it, how, I mean, how much can you write about a movie that at that point was only about fifty minutes long? But then. Ha ha ha. Lucky us. <laughs> There's a bonus segment. They interrupt the credits to give us a bonus segment. Yeah. 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 They, yeah. They, they, uh, a title screen pops up in red and says something to the effect of, Oh, you thought you were done? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's like they're taunting us. Yeah. It's like, it's literally like they said, watch the movie. it's like, so, so asshole, you thought you were done watching this shit? Fuck you. That's right. I think I may have, when I was originally writing about it, I think. I said at this point that it, it made me beg for the work of Todd Sheets, which just, just goes to show what level we're talking about here. <laughs> the last segment, which, by the way, again, it's better than some of the previous segments. And the, la- and the only segment that has a boob. Yeah, though it's really weird how they put this boob into the... In fact, there's two boobs if you count the guy. Wah, wah. <laughs> waka, waka. Well, at least I could write better than fucking Scarlet Fry. Mm-hmm. Um, so the last segment is called Love is Blind. Oh, yes. Right. And it's it's a really simplistic idea. A uh, girl is in a car with her boyfriend, and he's a tool, like a complete fucking asshole. And all he talks about is uh, how she should touch him while he's driving. <laughs> yo, babe, um, yo, 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 don't touch me while I'm driving. That that was... I, that could have been a sound clip from... From this segment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Look, I'm not trying to be an asshole, but right now, I don't want to be touched. I'm fucking driving. Uh, it's less emotion. <clears throat> you know, so, I, I, my favorite part is that is when, it, when, is when she tells him that she's pregnant, <laughs> and he freaks out. Like, he freaks the fuck out, and, uh, <laughs> and he's just like, oh man, I knew I shouldn't have messed around with the skinky whore. <laughs> <laughs> and she's sitting right there. Yeah, it's like, dude, dude. Like, that's that's your quote-unquote girlfriend you're talking to, and you just called her a skanky whore. Fuck! My whole life ruined just because I have a fling with a girl from work. Essentially, and you're saying that, you know, now you're not going to step up to the plate and be a real man and, and take care of your kid. Way to go, douche. And then the director, or the writer, or both, decide to do something interesting but misguided, mm-hmm. which is that he gets back to his apartment, and she comes in with him, and it shows him uh, get out a, uh, a bottle of vodka, and he pours himself a drink, and he talks to himself, where he says that he's really sorry about it and that he overreacted. So they they make some attempt to humanize this guy. Uh, and in fact, he then goes to see her and, and apologizes as well. Now, he's obviously still a fucking dick. Yeah. Why are you telling me this now? 
but they they're making they're you know they're now he's in our eyes instead of just being two dimensional he's sort of two point five dimensional. I wouldn't even say that. Actually, to be honest with you, I, the, the the humanizing effect that uh, that they had attempted actually did the exact opposite thing for me with, with with what they were attempting to do. I actually found him to be a bigger dick for for just talking to himself to try to say that you know oh, I should be a better person. Blah blah blah. It's like fuck you, dude. You're real. You're, what you're realizing at this, you know, you're realizing as the audience is that what this guy's really realizing is that he may actually have to work for some sex after this. You know. <laughs> And in fact, what he's what he's really sad about is that you know is that he he might actually have to like you know pretend to be charming for a night so he can get laid. Right, right. I mean, so he might have been pulling off maybe even an Ike Turner type of thing. Which or may, or or maybe maybe I'm just reading more into that than is actually there. I will say the fact that he he does this sort of apologizing to himself, kind of gearing himself up to to apologize to her. I'm not saying I like this guy. Like I said, oh no, fuck this idiot. But why did they include that in it? Because he goes back and he apologizes, and she says, "Well, you know what we need to do is we need to sleep on this. We'll get together tomorrow and we'll talk about it, and we'll all be in sort of a better mood and a little yeah. We'll face the new day. They're optimistic like me, Um, and so they they do that. And she comes the next morning with a bag in her hand, which can't be good. No, and goes into the guy's room. See, I, see, when I saw her go into the room, I assumed that means she was now like, well, your bitch ass got me pregnant, so I'm moving in. Right. Something <laughs> like that. It, it's one of those wacky situational comedies. It's like, it's like a sitcom. Uh, but that's not what happens. Instead, nope. she, she uh, feigns that she's going to fuck this dude. Mm-hmm. Um, which, of course, he would believe would happen because their, their their most recent interactions have been so pleasant. Yeah, well, and, and because we've already learned that she's a whore, so... Right, like he said, and I mean, this guy, he, he's got a trustworthy face. <laughs> he's got a good He's got a good sense of character. <laughs> so she puts on a blindfold on him, and she, uh, she chains his arms. And by the way, did you notice that there were already hooks? You know, I was just, chain? I was just going to bring that up, that there were already these gigantic industrial size hooks in his in his room ladies let me give you a word of advice <laughs> if you meet a guy who has industrial sized hooks on, on the ends of his bed turn and run i mean unless you're into that sort of thing but i mean it, like clearly this is a guy who enjoys his kink a lot Right, though though she does present this idea as if it's a very new thing, that it's like a special surprise. Yeah, yeah. Oh, honey, guess what? I got whips and chains, and we're going to chain you up. Oh, yeah? Oh, awesome. I've never done that before. Uh, here, just use this hook that's already there for my... Yeah, he's, he's really excited about it. Yeah, so cl- clearly, clearly the hook is there for plants, you know? Sure, right next to where he's sleeping. Yeah. Um, so she blindfolds him and, and chains him up, and then she uh, whips out her kit and um, and puts his hand on it. <laughs> yeah. um, and she's like, "What? Hey, what's that? What are you feeling?" Yeah, that's right. Because yeah, because he's blindfolded at this point. She put a big awkward leather blindfold on him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and he says what it is. He says it's her nipple or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, exactly. Like like like. I I don't know about you. I mean, me. Like if if a chick puts my hand on her tit, I'm gonna say I'm rubbing your tit. And he's like, oh, that's your nipple. I'm like, you're an awkward dude. Apparently, you're touching. Touching your nipple. 
<laughs> this guy wants to be very specific yeah, about what he's loving like, at any particular time. I'm feeling the bumps on your areolas. Oh, oh could you please continue? <laughs> <laughs> we do appeal to a certain market. Apparently. Uh, so, the move, so, so she does that, and then her next step is to... Uh, oh, no, she sucks on his fingers for a second. Because mm. uh, the great things always come in threes. And then she starts <laughs> stabbing him in the chest with these needles. They're pushpins. They're like, push pins, yeah, exactly. they're, they're, um, um, well, you know, like, like for like a cork board. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly right. Uh, you think about, um, the, the climactic scene of audition, except fucking horrible. <laughs> <laughs> so she starts pushing these, uh, pushpins into his chest. She makes a cork. heart. She makes a heart, which is good for her. Uh, very creative. Um, and then she she's very abusive to him, and then she plucks out his eye, and that's it. That's the whole thing. Well, because love is blind. Because love is blind, just like the title. Yeah. Oh, you, you, you put them all together. Like I said, the poetry. <laughs> it's rhymes, the beginning and the end. It, it's secular. Uh, secular. Circular. So, I mean, it sucks, and it's awful. But at least this one had plot that had a beginning and an end. Not really a middle. Misses, it misses the middle, but in terms of the three act structure, it's got two of the acts down. That's not it's, bad. It's got a first act and a third act, and then an and then an intermission. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Exactly. And it, it would have been nice if we got some indication of why she decided to get homicidal all of a sudden. I mean, like she was upset. Obviously. Look, look, look. If you're, like, look at the shape that that girl was in, okay? And then look at the clothes she was wearing. <laughs> Clearly, this is not a woman who thinks straight. They work together, though, so <laughs> what that job was. Uh. Uh, so if I had to guess what the theme of this segment was, is bitches be crazy. Uh, and <laughs> bitches be traveling. <laughs> traveling, indeed. Uh, so that, and then, mercifully, the movie... <laughs> comes to an end though there is a uh, postscript to the credits there's a uh, the there's an ending piece mm. to uh to conclude our alice cooper's daughter cameo from the beginning are you talking about the guy wrapped up in the tape there's a guy wrapped up in tape he's, a, he's wrapped up in well first off i mean not first off but you know not just tape he's wrapped up in the video in the vhs tape in your precious VHS tape. You know, so so all so think of think of my emotional state at this point. You know, the movie starts, and here's this pristine VHS tape, and it says junk food on it, which is like two of my favorite things combined. You know, uh-huh. it's VHS tape and junk food, and then and then we get the fat guy, and things are looking up, and then we've get and then we get the rest of that fat guy skit, and then we get the next five skits after that. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, you know, it peaks a little bit, comes back up. You know, almost back up to a zero at that point when when she whips out her tit, and then, uh, oops, excuse me, and then, uh, 
Ah, drinking too much. Well, uh, don't you think that, that what you're saying right now is a perfect encapsulation of, of the movie as a whole? It, pre- it presented this thing that you thought could be special, could be something interesting. Yeah. That, it kind of reached into your passion and kind of gave it a nice little handy. Yeah. But it ends it ends with just ripping you apart and, and t- taking the thing you love and just turning it to shit. Yeah, and I, that's this movie. That's Scarlet uh, Fry's junk food horror fest. And, and, junk, yeah, 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 in, in a whole. I want to talk about, like, like apparently there is, like, there is another theme. Like, maybe how are you saying that, like, that maybe there is, like, if we, can, if we can find, like, a theme to the movie. And, yeah. I, and I think I found one. With the exception of the first skit, uh, where, where there's a girl who's actually wearing clothes that are appropriate for her shape. The rest of the film consists of women wearing clothes that are horribly inappropriate to their shape. Hmm. You know? Now, there are very few situations where I'm going to condone women putting more clothes on, because I certainly prefer them to take them off. But, like, I mean, like, you know, the, the girl who's hanging up behind... Uh, behind Scarlet Fry the whole time has got one of the worst muffin tops I've ever seen. I, I don't think we mentioned that that in these whole segments, Scarlet Fry is supposed to be kidnapping and murdering people. Yeah, while that's going. Yeah, and then and then of course and then and then you get that other girl who walks up halfway through, like who's got a beer gut, <laughs> you know, and a half shirt. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it's a half shirt because she has a beer gut or if it's a half shirt. You know, and she has a beer gut. But either way, you know, and and she, of course she doesn't seem to take notice that she's talking to a demon and that there's a chick covered in blood hanging up behind her or behind him. You know, but then he hangs her up too. And of course, there's nothing that makes a woman look more attractive than by raising her arms over her head, uh, thus forcing the half shirt up even higher up on top of her beer gut. There's a lot of guts in this. There's a lot of guts. Yeah, there's guts. There's the internal guts. There's the the external guts. Yeah. There's just a there's just a lot of weird shapes. And the two this. and the two hottest women in the in the movie show nothing. I mean that's 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 that says it all, yep. doesn't it? That that is this movie. It is a tease. It's a fucking tease. I have to, you know it's like if I have to if I have to endure you know a stereotype gay man if I have to endure his bare ass cheeks a lot. I should at least get a healthy pair of tits. You saw his bare ass cheeks, and you saw his shit and his ass blood. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, I, I mean, maybe for you know, there's a certain segment of our listeners who probably would really enjoy that. Oh, without a doubt. But, but uh, it really wasn't what I was hoping for. But you know, by the time that first segment was over, I kind of knew that uh, that this was the filmic uh, equivalent of a cock tease. It is uh, not going to be providing what I was looking for. Yeah, well, I mean, if the you know if the the if the butcher scene was, is any indication to how the rest of the movie is, then we knew it was going to be awful. And I mean, I don't I don't want us to come off as sounding sexist. Or that we don't respect the the, the people who put their time. Into oh no 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 no! Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, that's, that's a very good point. No, I'm very thankful to the fact that that these people actually took it upon themselves to make these movies, you know, and to and to, and to do this because it is entertainment ultimately. You know, whether or not the entertainment comes from watching the movie itself or uh, getting to spend an hour, you know, talking with somebody about it. Because obviously, I'm having way more fun now talking about <laughs> it than I than I was uh, watching it. But you know, and I and I and you're right. I don't want to come off as as sexist, and I'm and obviously everybody knows I'm not homophobic, you know. But this um, movie, this movie's homophobic. The movie, this movie is 
pretty sexist as well. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, exactly. It, it's not our opinion. It, it's it's basically what we're gathering from the movie. Yeah, I'd like to beat the shit out of this movie. If I saw it on the street, <laughs> I'd like to take it into an alleyway and just club it to death. It's like, hey, aren't you Scarlet Fry's uh, junk food horror fest? Why, yes, I am. Whack. <laughs> I'm going to punch you in the face, dude. I didn't know you had a physical embodiment I could beat the shit out of. Yeah. Uh, so, so I do hope, actually, that does occur because I have some frustrations that I just don't feel like I've worked out yet. <laughs> um, so, so, this movie... Uh, is awful. It's not as bad as Hip Hop Locos. No, so, no, no, no. Let's no. give it that. that. That's an accomplishment in and Yeah, yeah. Show. I mean, this movie was 66 minutes, and I was able to finish it in 66 minutes. I mean, it wasn't... I mean, granted, I did fall asleep, but uh, thankfully, I, I seem to have slept through the most useless skit of the entire, uh, of the you, entire you movie. You son of a bitch. You're so lucky. <laughs> I, I did, I, yeah, I got, I, got, I got really lucky. I missed the guy committing suicide. You know, oh. Whatever. I can go on the internet and see plenty of that. And that one's real. Uh, yeah, well, uh, the, the, I'd rather watch the Bud Dwyer tape than watch this movie again. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Uh, hey, man. So, so, I mean, I will say that uh, the production values of this movie are not awful, right? I mean, the the, the, the the video quality is reasonable. You can make out everything, unfortunately. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, that, the sound, that was that was the sound the... like the audio, except for that dubbing part at the beginning. You can you can hear what people are saying. Most of them are mumbling because they're idiots and they don't know how to fucking act. But yeah. you, you can hear what they're saying, and there's no I mean there's no flashy camera work. It's strictly point the camera at the person talking. Sometimes pan over <laughs> to the right, but that's as far as it goes in terms of anything. Yeah, they def- they definitely took their camera work from the Birdemic school of you know of cinematography. Now, now I have a question for you, Mo. Rawr. Um. In the closing credits of this movie, and I mentioned last time when we were talking about Hip Hop Locos that uh, they thanked, that I always watch the closing credits because I want to see who they thank. Yeah. Well, in this movie, they thank H.G. Lewis in the closing credits. Yeah, you know, I did, I did actually notice that. Now, with that in mind, that they were trying to make a H.G. Lewis style film. I was still, that, I was still offended. I would still be offended as well, though that does make the close-up of just piles of, of guts just sitting on, say, a guy's ass or something like that. That did it did kind of spring into my mind. Hey, wait, that's like a really misguided, awful tribute to something. Yeah, but um, but but Lewis and Friedman, you know, I mean, they they structured all of that shit around an actual storyline. You know, I mean, like, granted, it's not it wasn't always the best storyline, but I mean. Fuck, I mean, like, the, the Blood Trilogy are, you know, th- three of the, the greatest early gore films ever made. I mean, it, it, it's, it was sort of the, you know, they, that was where it all started, and, and still, to this day, are one of the, some of the movies that did it best. Sure, it was schlocky, and, you know, and, and the effects were, were, you know, it's obvious, so to speak, but, I mean, they were doing shit that nobody else was doing at that time, and they were doing it well this movie is a lot more blood feast than it is 2000 maniacs that's for sure and except it doesn't have nearly as good a soundtrack as blood feast has i love that uh, yeah that that's that's i believe uh, i believe hg lewis actually is the one who recorded that yeah see <laughs> talent that yeah. is what separates that the blood trilogy those herschel gordon lewis uh david freeman movies from this they both are really the, the the end result is really the same. They're just trying to be seen, and they want people to see it. And there's a a, a financial quest there. See here here's here, see here's the the big difference. 
Um, you know, I mean, with the advent of the home video camera, you know, anybody can make one of these movies. Now, the fact that, I mean, but the, the problem is, is that anybody who can make one of these movies at this point, since we are talking 40 plus years later, essentially, um, anybody making one of these movies should be able to do a better job than, than Fried, Lewis and Friedman did. The only problem is, is that nobody making films today have half of the amount of character that those two gentlemen had. You know, and that's the, and, you know, so those guys were innovators. They were interesting people. I mean, I, I had the, I had the lucky fortune of being able to meet Dave Friedman before he died, you know, and I could tell you, he lived the life, you know, he was an interesting cat. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you see those commercials for the most interesting man in the world, you know, those deck <laughs> those Equis commercials. Yeah. I'm sorry, man. That, that dude has nothing on Dave Friedman, who was like a personal hero of mine, you know, when I, when I got to meet him. It was like it was like meeting God for me, and uh, you know, and like and like just fact those guys made good movies because they were interesting people. You know the movie like their charm and their character shone through in the film. Whereas like this is clearly just some you know like the imitators are clearly imitators, and they just they, they don't hold a candle to the originals. And I mean it's 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 almost. Uh... A condemnation. I mean, it's pretty much a condemnation of this film that they. I mean, there were resources that they had available to them. I mean, there's quite a few actors that are in this film. Yeah. They're not good, but they're available. There's many different locations. They had the equipment that could record sound and video at a reasonable level. Yeah. So the fact that the final result is this, well, I mean, that speaks to their lack of talent. I mean, that's all you can really say. There's nothing here that anyone would want to watch. Certainly not anything here that someone would want to watch twice. Hello. Uh, Sorry, <laughs> but, but but it's 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 an embarrassment, really. And this, you got a you have a, a DVD of this. I I saw this originally on the Bloody Nightmares collection, which I talked about last time, yeah. which is just a bare bones disc. It's on it's on a disc with three other movies. But this has had a legitimate release, and that's that's you know that I said the same thing about Hip Hop Locos, but that's a little bit sad. You know, uh, and and what's even sadder is that like it, it, it's being put out by Chemical Burn. Who you know? Who I've actually grown to really love in the last right. you know couple of months. So this is like a huge kick in the balls to me. It's like you know, like I, I've uh, I, I've re- re- I mean I I really enjoyed Muckman, which was a lot of fun and had you know it was like and then and then uh, the next movie I got from them was uh, was Order of One, which I which blew my fucking mind. It was it, I loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. And uh, and I was thinking to myself, okay, if if I'm gonna start getting movies from these guys like Muckman and like order of one then i'm going to put it out there now that i am officially in love with this company and i can't wait to see what else these guys who clearly know what style they're looking for is going to pick next and then i got this and i was just like this this is this is wrong like i mean it's like um i'm trying to think of of uh of a good example it's like you know, like remember when Troma first started, and they used to like, mm-hmm. and they used to like put out movies that were actually made by other people, and they would always, for the most, you know, great example. Uh, I was a TV, I was a teenage TV terrorist, right? You know, great title, great idea, uh, lackluster film. You know, and it's like one of those great examples where it's like you've got this great name in Troma, you know, and then they're putting out this subpar movie. And when you watch it, you're like, man, I, you know, like I only really watched this because it had the Troma name on it, and it turned into this hunking pile of shit. 
you know, and that's sort of how I felt with this. Like I, I was really starting to, to, to grow some serious respect for, for chemical burn. And then I get Scarlet Fry and I mean, I'm not saying that I've lost respect for them. I just, I'm starting to, I obviously will second guess their judgment a little bit more, <laughs> you know, Mo, we are men of integrity, so we cannot be bought or sold. Yeah. So when we see, even when they provide things to us and they, they, they provide some of these films and we see these films just because we have it doesn't mean that we're going to love it. Yeah. And I don't feel any love at all for this movie. Yeah, I, exactly. I, really... I don't. Yeah. If, if somebody provides, uh, provides us with, with a, a screener copy of a movie for review, you know, obviously they want us, they, they want the reviewers to give their honest opinion because, you know, it gives, it gives these guys an idea of what they should purchase next, you know, like what the next movie they should put out is. And, and yeah, I mean, I, I, w- I would happily say, to the gentlemen or women or whomever uh, who run Chemical Burn, that if if another Scarlet uh, Scarlet Fry's junk food horror fest comes across your doorstep, uh, just leave it there, you know, and pass. Uh, maybe maybe they were maybe they were blinded by the star power of Alice Cooper's daughter huh. being in the movie. Maybe. Uh, but also, I think one of like I don't know anything about Alice Cooper. Uh, I think his guitarist does some of the music for the movie as well. Mm. I mean, what a selling point, Alice Cooper's guitarist. Um, But maybe some people would like to hear that, but for the average person, and even for the people who seek out movies that are like this, they will not get any pleasure out of this. Any pleasure that you would have gotten, it it has been covered in what we've talked about today. You, you You could watch that trailer, the one that you mentioned earlier for this movie and see everything there is to see in this movie. Well, you know, the funny thing is I'm, I'm checking the, the timer on our conversation here and we've officially been talking about this movie longer than the actual movie is. Uh, we beat the movie. <laughs> we, we we beat the movie. So I mean, I think if anybody's going to spend you know an hour and ten minutes or whatever, you know, uh, in any in any capacity in regards to this movie, yeah, they should definitely just listen to this. Yeah, you, you find know. this on the ground, or or if you uh, just run into it on the street, maybe the movie because we already talked about that it has a physical embodiment exactly, out there. Exactly. Take it home and put it in your respective video player, yeah. and just play this podcast instead of listening to the soundtrack of the movie. You know, in fact, in fact. I should try when I edit this down. I should try to make it as close to a to uh, an hour and six minutes as is humanly possible, so, so that so that it can run like almost like a commentary <laughs> alongside with. Not be the censored or edited, huh? I will not be censored. I will not be edited. All right, well, all, every word I say has right. to be included. All right, well, I'll make sure I'll make sure I keep in all the ums and the ahs. Oh well, no, you can, you can cut that. Also, <laughs> cut out any of the parts where I'm being particularly offensive. Or sexist. Uh, nope. My wife might listen to this later. <laughs> no, I can't do that. <laughs> You'd have to cut the whole thing out. I, so that's it. That that's the movie. Scarlet Fry's Junk Food Horror Fest. Yeah. It sucks. It's it, awful. Boy, Mo, you know what I'd like to do someday is to talk to you about a movie that isn't awful. <laughs> you know what? We we may have that chance some sometime in the future. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll have you on my show and we'll pick some good movies. Oh, that would be so nice. Though I will say, Mo, though we haven't talked about this, this is a, an exclusive. The next movie I would love to talk about on the Daily Grindhouse Presents uh, No Budget Nightmares is a glorious film from jolly old England called oh, yeah. The Summer of the Massacre. Okay. And, and, and I know you don't know anything about it, but believe me when I say... You've never seen anything like this. <laughs> In a good way or a bad way? <laughs> well, it's fun. The worst way. Uh, it, it would be like some uh, 
child, some ADD child who uh, was picking up a camera and decided and got people together to make this movie. And this person just happened to run their own magazine so they could promote it as well. Wow. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. I can't wait, even <laughs> though I can wait till the end of time to ever watch that movie. <laughs> Awesome, I I personally can't wait. I always uh, I always get a huge kick out of when we get the when we, you know because this because this episode like wasn't planned like it sort of like f- fell into our laps because I was tweeting about the movie um, while I was watching it and you were like is that are you talking about Scarlet Fry's Junk Food Horror Fest? I'm like is that your impression of my voice. Yeah, that's that's my impression of you. And uh, you know I said and I said what's that all about, eh? Uh, South Squatch. <laughs> South Squatch. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so I when, when you mentioned it, I was like, oh shit, is that that movie existed and I saw it and wrote about it. Yeah. And now I need to tell you about that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we're like, oh fuck, this needs to be the next episode then. And and here we are. <laughs> here we are, here we be. Uh, uh and I think that might be a, a pretty good spot to uh to close things off. Absolutely. But Mo, before we leave you, you do have to. Uh, you again neglected. To I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I just hadn't gotten to it yet. Well, then I'll just wait here until you uh, <laughs> give me my proper salutations. I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about this week of calling you LL Cool B for Ladies Love Cool Bear. Ooh. <laughs> well, I guess you know what? Shit, that doesn't work. <laughs> no, lads love. Yeah, it'd be, yeah. It would have to be. It would have to be glab. <laughs> that sounds like me. <laughs> Guys love cool bear. Well, that, that's uh, that's all I have to say about that, and uh, I'm I'm glad that you uh, you gave me my proper respect. I'm glad about it too. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> all right, brother. All right, nice talking to you. Peace. Fuck those guys. Well, they're right, you know. Fuck you too. This is Mo from WDGX bringing you another track from that band you know and love, Milky Onions. This song is called VHS. Com. Tough films for the rough crowd. This bitch tastes like shit. Follow us on Twitter at Daily Grindhouse. Mo is at Drunk on VHS, and Doug Tilly is at Doug underscore Tilly.